0: Hello everybody, my name is John Coleman and welcome to episode 6 of the Little All Ireland Piecing It All Together Part 2. Well, that's the end of the group stages for another year and what a group stage it has been. At the outset of all of this there was 112 teams uh, across the various grades and board codes and of that 56 have made it through to the knockout stages where obviously there will be a couple of divisions joining the Premier Senior teams. While four teams have been relegated from Premier or for, excuse me from the intermediate Day Football Championship, and there are 16 teams with one game left to see if they can maintain their grade for 2023. So it's been a hell of a few weeks and one of the things I suppose I've enjoyed particularly about the football over the past few weeks, is that you know as a, as a guy who comes from a, a more hurling part of the county, to see some of the venues um, that have been used in the football championship has been very enjoyable. I got to go to Ross Moore this weekend for the first time uh, since I was about 19, I think, and uh, it was a really lovely venue, but more about that later. So it was a very good weekend of football, I thought. Maybe not quite as exciting as last weekend's hurling drama, but nonetheless, there was plenty of entertainment, plenty of turnarounds, plenty of surprises, and really this. Format um, is really the gift that keeps on giving, I think, as we've got to the end of the group stages. So we'll start with the Premier Senior Championship as per usual. And maybe coming into the weekend, it seemed like there wasn't going to be much excitement about this championship because, like, you know, four of the six places in the knockout stages were already decided. And if there was going to be any drama, it looked like it was going to be at the bottom end of things as, you know, we were looking, waiting to see whether it would be Neustown, Clannacilty, Ballancolic or Douglas who would end up in a relegation game. But what we expected would be Carrigaline, but then, you know, expectations were turned upside down once again as Carrigaline had a great win against Airog, which we'll obviously speak about later, and now it's Airog who will be playing Loosestown in the relegation game. Um, But in general, across the weekend, I think the big three are still standing out, you know, St. Philmbar's, Nemo Rangers and The Haven, and we'll start in the group of death that features both Nemo and The Haven, and uh, as I said already, I was in Rossmore yesterday, it was really, really windy there, and um, the game was kind of was was okay it went along expected lines it was it was predictable i think um i think castlehaven were perhaps more impressive in losing to nemo than they were in defeating clan Achilty, just in terms of their performance that day in clan uh, in the last round but i think they kind of melded both of those performances quite well yesterday and they never really looked in trouble against a noose team that had been absolutely decimated by injuries and that got even worse from Lucy Stone. like you know, they lost um they lost Shame so Sullivan and Cullen Denineen inside the first twenty minutes again. So like when your luck is down, your luck is down and they just can't seem to catch a break at the moment. But I think what Castle a did very well yesterday is you know Rory McGuire was named at 6 and you know everyone would have expected him to play there I think but what they did was they, they actually started him at cornerback nominally marking Richard O'Sullivan from Newstone, but knowing that Richard O'Sullivan was going to drop back into deep into the Newstone defence so that freed up M- Rory McGuire then and he had a strong influence in the game in the opening half he kicked 1-1 and he ended up playing Damien Callahan at 6 and he just kind of sat in front of the Newstown uh, full forward line and kind of cut the, cut, cut out Andy coming in there. You know, that job was made a bit easier because Newstone played into the wind in the first half. But, um, so that really suited Castlehaven the way Rory McGuire was um, freed up like that. But at the same time, the dominant player in the pitch in the first half was Mark Collins. You know, he was outstanding. Kicked three points from play and he looked effortless in everything he did. You know, so he really controlled the game, directed proceedings from the midfield in that opening half. And I suppose... What news? Or sorry, what Castleham did very well as well is that they were very patient, even though they were playing with the win. No, it was a bit of a crosswind, but they were playing with the elements. They still were very patient the way they played the game. They were happy to kind of turn town over and hit them on the break, and then um, you know when they got their goal chances, they took them. Now, they they missed. They missed their first real goal chance. Well, it wasn't much. A, a miss It was a, it was an absolutely outstanding save from Christopher White from Michael Hurley, but then from the resultant kick out you know Brian Hurley dispossesses Sean O'Donovan goes through one and one sticks in the back of the net and that was you know new style, an uphill task after that um, and then the Royal Maguire goal came not long after it was a score a the game really really good goal you know Connor, a flowing move Connor Callan to Jack Callan to Michael Hurley you know Michael a lot of forwards might have gone for themselves or taking a point but he fed it to Royal Maguire who, who knocked it home and that put the haven like 2-6 to 1-4 up a half time and you know the game was you know you'd have been expecting an awful lot of Newstown to turn that around uh, No, th- as they always do they found something after half time Ty Toomey got a good goal uh, after a good work from Jack Mead and um Garrodo O'Donovan but they haven't killed the game off so professionally after that even though they were playing into the wind you know they were patient again they kicked five of the next six points and, and then Luke Mead kicked a couple of scores but then Michael Hurley you know, cracked on their third goal after a, lot, uh, after a good work from Conor Cahillan and that was the ball game. So I thought the Haven looked really, really good, you know. Um, they're going to be very dangerous in the quarterfinals. Uh, shock, horror, you know. They might be a bit concerned about some of their wides and some of the chances they missed yesterday, but I think they have to look for the conditions there as well and that's something that James McCarthy did reference after the game and uh, we'll speak to him in a minute. But in general, I think, you know, the Haven are going to be right in the thick of it uh, in the last seven and, um You know it looks like they could 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 end up playing st finbar's again in the semi-final and if it was anything like last year we would all be looking forward to that one as for Lucas stone as i said already they're just on a on a bad run you know it's been a really bad year for them it's a year they'd like to i think forget about um but they have a big game against a rogue who were in a very similar situation to them in terms of being a dual club who've played an awful lot of games already this year between league and championship uh it's been a tough year for them be looking forward to seeing the back of it but it's onwards and upwards for Castlehaven and afterwards I managed to have a quick chat with James McCarthy. Congratulations on emerging from the group of death and yes. um, I suppose I think three very good performances all the way through and I think you, got, you deser- got what you deserved after the three games I think.
1: Yeah look I suppose in this competition you do deser- you do get what you deserve most of the time you know. Um We knew coming into the competition we had to win two out of the three games we are going for the three of them but uh, look. It, it, there were three tough teams, and um, you know there have not been much between us and Newstown and, and, uh, and over the years. They're missing a few, I'd say, with injuries and stuff. You know, we're happy. What we're happy most about is getting into the quarter final, getting back to Parky Key, you know, getting young players in there, getting more experience into them. This is our third year now in a row getting into the quarter final, and we're happy with that. Um, I must touch a lovely spread of scores today. Uh,
0: I got Mark Collins. I thought dominated the game in the first half I thought it was outstanding but even inside the two hurlies and um, and you know William Aguilar coming up with a couple of scores from well nominally half back but played yeah. somewhere different today but there was a very well balanced performance I thought
1: Yeah and, and that's what we're looking at I think you know we're looking at more or let's to get on the scoreboard because every day we go out two hurlies are nearly double jobbed and it's being it's very hard on them you know to go and win games in but um, look we're happy with that I think we could have scored more. We we weren't happy with the, our end result there. We could have a couple more goals maybe. But look, that's for another day and that's to work on that.
0: And I thought when we was down tight to him, we got a good goal after half time, but he answered it very well, just kept it steady point after point and
1: kept the scoreboard ticking over, you know, playing into a, a strong very wind difficult way. wind. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the wind wasn't into our face but a swirling wind coming from that side. Um what we were happy about there is we considered maybe we considered a soft goal but Charlie took it well in fairness and But, as you say, our response was very good and, you know, it's nice to be tested like that too and see what our response was, you know, we kept... We got the next couple of points again and then, you know, we finished off fairly strong in the
0: uh, Mallow in the quarterfinals, and do you think the way you were tested in all three games in this group will hopefully withstand you in the, in the last six?
1: It has to. So, I mean, we, we went in playing valleys in the quarterfinals last year and we were very poor in the first half. We played well in the second half. You know, you'll get found out inside in park of if, if that's where all the games are being played. Hopefully it is. Mallow are a big, strong physical team. Playing very well this year. So, look, anyone can beat anyone now in the quarterfinals. And... Um, we're delighted to be there, and we'll just work out for the next two weeks and, and, and see what it'll take us.
0: As I said, it was quite windy in and uh, That brings us to Kilty and Nemo Rangers, who played in Bandon, and uh, that ended up 8 points to 7 to Nemo. Uh, far from the classic uh, that we saw lá, a couple of weeks ago when Nemo played Castlehaven in Clannacilty. But, you know, that's the type of game I think that will stand to Nemo uh, going forwards. You know, they, they've gone down into West Cork twice, come away with two tight victories. And they'll be just happy to get the points in the bag. You know, I think Luke Conley was quite when he kicked a point. Mark Cronin kicked three. So that's good for them as well that they managed to dig out a win without, you know, their star man playing to the levels perhaps we're used to. And I think in lots of ways they're going to be going into the, the, the quarterfinals exactly where they want to be. They've plenty to work on, um, plenty to improve on, and they're going to be very dangerous. Like, you know, Neymar, Neymar, obviously, I've, I mentioned already... With their centenary and everything this year, things are even a bit more important to them than they usually are. Paula Dun- I listened to Paula Donovan on C103 on the way home uh, from the game yesterday as well. And I thought he made a fair point as well. They were put under a bit of a pressure yesterday as well because their Premier just played before the Seniors in Bandon. And like, it was very difficult to ask guys to play a game uh, against Steve Leary, which we'll we, we'll discuss later, and then to tago for the senior. So that was a bit unfair in them as well. So they had all that going on in the background as well. So I think they'd be delighted to get out of get out of just banning them with the win. You know, three wins from three, back into the knockout stages after everything that happened them last year. And they'll fear nobody, you know, going forward from here. And uh, I don't think anybody's really going to fancy playing them, to be honest with you as well. As for Clannochelty, like... I think, I was just looking through the, the scoring difference and everything, and Clan had the the best defensive record in the championship along with Mallow And they played in the group of death, you know, they played against some of the best forwards in the county, you know, they played Nemo, they played Castlehaven, they played Newcestown, and they ended up with the, you know, the giant best defensive record in the championship. And I think that really just sums up where they're at at the moment, you know if you look at their team, if you think of Klan Kilty all of their star players, and thinking, you know, David Loney, Sean White, uh, Liam O'Donovan, if he was fit, you know, Thomas Clancy, uh, Thomas Clancy, even Mark White in goal, you associate a lot of their best players with, with their defensive um, areas of the field. And they're as good as anybody is there. Um, but what they're missing, especially since Shea went Shea uh, moved back to Kerry, is that real threat up front. Now, Conor Daly does seem to have had a good year for him. He kicked four points again yesterday got a good couple of scores against Castlehaven as well and I think if Castle, or if can get Liam O'Donovan back fit hopefully next year and if they can just unearth a forward or two I do think they're in a position to challenge the big three because they do have that talent you know at the back and at the end of the day they were, they were only kick of a ball away from winning the county last year too but I suppose you know, they had, you know they had the old shadow of relegation hanging over them as well yesterday if things went against them but you know again they'd be happy enough to just draw a line under the year and you know come back stronger again next year so that's the group of death um in the end it, it went on around uh, it, it sorry it, it uh, played out along, ex- along expected lines and that brings on to group a and here we have to we have to talk about Carrigaline and aroak because that was an incredible victory for Carrigaline, and whatever about the winners the way they won as well uh, they were favorites for relegation probably at the start of the year Definitely favoured for playing in the relegation final at the start of the weekend. But they found a way to turn it around. And they were down 1-7 to 3 points at half time. Now, yeah, they were playing against the wind. But still, you know, that's a significant um, margin in the game of football in particular. But they hung in there. You know, they etched it back point by point by point. And uh, Nathan O'Reilly scored a late goal. To you know, to to put them ahead, and I think they they were after missing a couple of chances before that, going by the reports I read. So they might have thought their chance had sailed. And I just watched um, uh, Carrigaline had a a, twi- a a video up on Twitter of Brian Coakley kicking the insurance point from a forty-five, and you can see there's a Carrigaline supporter just in the foreground, uh, in the at the game at Garvin and you can just see his reaction just a little fist pump, and I think it's probably summed up everything it meant to Carrigaline because you know as I said when I saw him against the Bears, I thought they had a couple of you know young players who look decent particularly up front but now they have another year to develop there and i know you know reading um uh, reading the report of the irish examiner as well peter murphy was uh, very kind of emotional afterwards as well and he felt like they really proved the point and that's good to see from them as well so great win for carrie premier senior football again next year and if something to build on as for a rogue as i said already they're in such a similar place to nooses probably can't wait for the year to end you know um for a team that that brought car, that brought the bars down the stretch in the county quarter final last year, you know to be in in the relegation game the year after is very tough for them, and they're a very good team. But again, crippled by injuries, played a lot of games. Didn't see, I don't think John Cooper was involved with him yesterday. Yesterday, again, he's a huge loss to them. So it's been a tough year for them, and you know they, they did a really good league campaign as well. But um, yeah, so I, I really do feel for those dual clubs who are trying to you know burn the candle at both ends, and uh, in a way, it feels, it feels like they're getting. Getting punished in a way, um, but yeah, so it's a year they're going to want to forget about. In the other game in Group A, it went along expected lines as well. An ideal game for the Bears, you know, they 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 won handy enough. They were up two eight to three points at half time after playing with the wind, and you know, generally speaking, that type of margin isn't overcoming a game of football. um I think Killian Myers Murray kicked one four from play, and he seems to be having a really really good season. Um I just I kept track of a lot of their league games as I was doing kind of roundups every week and he seemed you know with with Stephen Sherlock and McCork They seemed to be a bit more um responsibility put in his shoulders and he seemed to score heavily in, in, in nearly every game they played in and he seems to be carrying that threat through the championship. And that can only be good for the Bears uh because again the more you know dangerous players you have up front, the less chance the opposition has of shutting them all down. So the the better he plays the better for everybody. As for Sherlock himself, he was back to kick three points from play. Eaton Toomey kicked one two again. So you know, it's been a great few weeks for the bars. Um, it puts them straight through to the semi final. You know, sometimes that can be a bit of a mixed blessing. You know, you're coming up against a team. You're coming in cold into a team who have won a quarter final with a bit of momentum behind them. But I think I think getting to the semi final suits the bars. Um, just because of the jewel element in the club as well. By my count, they had. Four dual uh, players starting yesterday: Eden Toomey, Billy Hennessy, uh, Brian Hayes, and Jamie Burns, and they managed to take them all off towards the end, and that's going to help them. And I know there's not much time to play with in this with the split season, or sorry, with the nature of the dual uh, season in Cork. But I do know that, like, if uh, not to be speaking ahead, but if you do, if if there are dual clubs who get to semi final, that the the county board does try and allow some space for them there with a break. Well it's it's tough on everyone. But look, you know, perfect day for the Bears. They went as reigning champions, top seeds. Uh, as for Cab Rangers, you know, did a very good second half yesterday. Darry Hayes um came to go to scores for them. And they know John O'Rourke as well. And I think John Hayes came on and, and, and if he did, uh, like that's what what a what a servant he's been to them. One of the one of the best club players you've had the privilege to watch uh, over the past 10, 15 years in Cork, you know, and he's still coming on and kicked the point. You know, he's just an incredible, incredible guy um and Rangers have nemo in the quarterfinals which is a daunting task uh there's no make no mistake about it but you know they're a young team regenerating and you know you know whatever comes to nemo game, they're only going to benefit from the experience and uh so it's been a a very good season today for carrie rangers and it continues to be and that brings us to group b which is the most topsy-turvy group of them all and i think we'll start with balancolic versus the valley rovers here and that ended up that ended up 414 to 210 to balancolic and i have to say after seeing balancolic lose to malo in the opening round up in mornaby the idea of him scoring 414 you couldn't have seen it that day. they just they looked to struggle for scores so much no i know they got Keen Dorgan back in the interim and darren murphy has returned to his his, his usual self he kicked one two again yesterday but to score 414 and to do a lot of that scoring into the wind, I think I think the game was level with quarter of an hour to go, um, and they turned around a 20 point turnaround, I think it was, and that's an incredible win for Ballincollig. So they go from a position where they were possibly looking at a relegation uh, playoff if results had gone against them, to a quarter final game against Carberry. They have a lot of good service, servants servants in that team. You know Noel Galvin, Liam Jennings, two top class senior footballers. And uh, I think Sean Kiley, uh got one of the goals towards the end. Sean Kiley and Robert Noonan got the goals um, that kind of put them on the road to victory at the end. And Sean Kiley looked like a great talent a few years ago, a really good midfielder, uh, and obviously a very good player at this level yet as well, you know. But um, and I think as well, Faddies were down to fourteen men, and it was a, because of a black card. And Balankali got two four in that time frame, and it was that two four to one and won it for them. So again, and they, you know. The, the nature of their draw with Douglas, that game was up. It was down. um They looked like they'd lost it. They looked like they'd won it. Came out of there with a draw. But, you know, they did show a bit more going forward that day. And, uh, yeah, you know, they're going, to, they're going to go into the quarterfinals with a bit of momentum behind them. And as I said, there's some good players behind them. And, uh, yeah, so that's a huge win, win for Ballon Oh, God, like, a, a bit of a disaster for Valley Rovers then, you know. Kind of similar to Airoganus' town. Small, small club relying on a lot of dual players in you know to to keep keep the show on the road and it's a season to forget for them you know but they have made great progress at premier senior football over the past couple of years um and i think they will come back stronger from it from it because they're a strong club and that's the type of club that they are they would have been favorites to qualify of the group after beating douglas in the opening game and i definitely fancied them to, to get out of the group from there but you know they didn't um They'll have a few regrets about this as i said level with 15 minutes to play playing with the wind your destiny in your own hand and it just didn't happen for them you know so it'll be a long winter down around in the shannon but as i said they're, they're a good strong club and they'll come back to stronger far i think uh finally then in the premier senior uh football we douglas against Mallow, and it was nearly for douglas you know but the damage was done to them against the valley rovers game i think a game they lost by a point um they're going to be very disappointed i think uh, this morning because they needed a lot of things to go their way you know they needed Ballincollig to beat uh Valdys, which happened and they needed a big scoring turnaround and they probably didn't expect Ballincollig to beat valleys by 10 points which happened and balancolic needed to be four better than douglas to qualify so like that meant that um you know if if had won you know won by 10 points and douglas had won by seven when douglas would have qualified for the for the quarterfinals mm-hmm. And Douglas led by eleven going into the final quarter, you know. And at that stage, Ballincollig were level, so it looked like they were through. So it must be very frustrating for them for how how it fell apart for them. But I think when they sit down and look back at the season, they might look at the Valley's game as a bit of a turning point, you know. Um, you know, Douglas, I think, are a bit like Clanriculty in that they might lack a, a really top-class forward. You know, Andrew Cotter is very good off the freeze, as we saw in particular with the late equaliser he kicked against Ballon a couple of weeks ago. But they're, they need something more up front to kind of maybe push on to the to next level. Um, as for Mallow, if they had lost to Douglas by 11 points, I think it would have been very damaging to them, that type of heavy defeat. But the way they pulled it back, it was a loss, but it was only a one-point loss, and they ended up topping the group. And I think if Mallow were offered that at the start of the season, they'd have been more than happy. So, they're going to go into the quarterfinals where, you know, you know, they have a free shot at Castlehaven. You know, everyone's going to expect the haven to win that game. They have absolutely nothing to lose. They're a very well-organized team. And now they've established themselves as a Premier Senior team as well. You know, Owen Stanton's a guy in midfield. I've been very impressed with any time I've seen him along with. Daniel Moynihan, Sean McDonald's decent up front. You know, Ryan Harkin. So, like, there's more to them than just, like, you know, you might look at Malone to get Matty Taylor. And I see James Lockery came back for him as well yesterday. But... They're very well organized, and they've they've a bit of plenty of talent around the team as well. You know Shane Merriton inside there as well. So, they're, they're they're going to be absolutely thrilled going into the quarterfinal. So the way it's um it's panned out in the Premier Seniors, the bars are in the semi final. It's Nemo versus Carberry Rangers, Castlehaven versus Mallow, and it's um, Carberry versus Ballincollig, and that brings us to the Senior Eight Championship, and that was that was actually great fun on Saturday night. Um, it's different going covering football games from hurling games because there's obviously less scoring so you have that bit more time to engage what's what's going on what, with what's going on elsewhere and uh, there was a lot of that going on on saturday night um just from the outset michaels were the only team of the twelve in the championship to win three out of three and i think that shows how close the championship is you know michael's are, are will be seen as a step ahead as everybody else and rightly so uh, but below that it, things are very competitive and nowhere is that more evident than in Group B and and that's where we'll start. like so Bay Gary versus Bandon it was a one point win for for Bail-Aha and they were ahead by five points twice, you know, and both occasions you, you're going to be expecting them to push on because they're a very good team. But as we saw last week in the hurling, clubs with their backs to the wall are just digging out performances like bandon did against bail like they didn't get the win that they needed to avoid the relegation playoff but you know they got a performance that nearly got them there and something they can carry into the relegation game you know uh, uh for bail i think ben sharkin kicked five points including the winning free kruho lynchig um hit three points again uh, as i said he's a, he's a good player i've been impressed with and that sets up bail and Gehrig for a quarterfinal game with uh, sorry it uh, would not agree and that's going to be a fascinating game a uh, game to look forward to as for Bandon, they're going to be playing Newmarket in the relegation playoff, and they're looking to what ha- to avoid what happened to their hurlers last year, and um, they've been unlucky in a very competitive group. You know they've been close in every game, and um, you know Max Sugru kind of did well from yesterday. So look, look, they'll be hoping they have the firepower to get out of trouble, um, and you know that that's going to be a 50-50 game for them. Um, and but they're hurling again next weekend. I we wonder they will have the relegation game the weekend after. So. They might, they, you know, that could be tough for them if they have to turn around from hurling into a relegation game but uh, we'll see how that pans out in the other game the group was Donnie's versus uh, Kish, Kish game and there was high drama there you know I think Donnie's from what I heard on the radio had lots and lots of wides uh, and they had a few against Bela hungarik too when I saw them in the first round uh, in Inneskegan which feels like a lifetime ago but they do have good forwards and um, if they can and if they can get their scoring right they're going to be a real threat to everybody uh, in this championship you know and i think even in last year's county semi-final i think it was actually wides the cost them as much as anything else you know they've Fionn hurley they've mark buckley and if they get it right they're going to be very dangerous um i'll be honest i fancy Kish Kish came to get out of this group at the start i thought they looked really good in the league you know they've qual, they're going to be playing division one football uh um, next year but it just didn't happen for them and at the end of the day i was just looking you know looking at the tables there uh yesterday evening and they just didn't score enough you know they just didn't score enough to to kind of get themselves out of the group they between goals and points they had 39 points baila had 46 donnie's had 44 bandon at 38 and i think it was just that difference up front that probably cost kish game in the long run so it's going to be but you know they're going to be a serious proposition in this in this championship again next year as for the donnies they're going to be playing O'Donovan Rossa in the quarter final, and that's where I was on Saturday night. I was at a Skib and Cloida. and that was all about big Dan O'Callaghan for Cloida. You know, a guy who got a run out with Cork a few years ago. He's a big, tall, physical man. He can play football too. He's a good player, and he kicked two three. You know, uh, Cloida played him inside full forward. And he's a real handful inside there, especially if they can get that diagonal ball into him. Now they didn't get as much diagonal ball into them as perhaps they would have liked, but any time they did get any ball in there, he looked really, really dangerous. And Clyde really needed him because for the most part, other it was it was who looked comfortable enough, like you know, uh, right up until the third goal. Up in that point, they I thought they controlled the game really well. But every time you thought you know they were pushing ahead, Clyde, being Clyde, managed to get a goal but they responded to the first two goals really well and you know kicked the kicked the next two three points after them. But I think um I think in the first half when they were playing down hill and Coachford they didn't get the ball into their forwards quick enough. Now in that first half Dono hadn't look brilliant in midfield, kicked a couple of great points off his right foot, but they never got enough ball quick ball into Kevin Davis, um who's the type of guy who can win a game on his own. Uh, Elliot Connolly is a guy we saw last year I was quite impressed with you know he, he he was out of the game kicked one good point in the second half as well but i think i think old Donovan ross will learn an awful lot out of that you know um but the third goal uh, which came uh from dan callan as well clyde uh, with about 10 minutes ago clyde then once that happened they just took over the old clyde spirit kicked in and uh, they were getting turnovers they were just winning every bit of dirty ball out there and there was a sense of inevitability about it when they actually got the third goal. You know, um, a word about Paddy Casale. Like, he was incredible. He was running around the place like a, like an eighteen year old. He was everywhere. Like what a what a what a what a warrior he's been for for Clyde and for Cork over the years. Um, Connor Corbett I think, was quiet. Uh, he did have one spell in the first half. He, he made uh, the first goal for David Cooney with a great pass, kick, go point from play. But Clyde don't seem to try and get him on the loop. You know, you you'd imagine the type of guy you, you'd want to be coming on to the end of the moves where he seemed to start a lot of the moves. But then again, he's just back after a long term injury, so that will come. You know, um. But like you know, the the element of drama in this format was really highlighted in this game as well. You know, Clyde were probably looking over their shoulder a bit of new Newmarket coming into the game. You know, they were playing table toppers of Donovan Rossa. Newmarket, you know, there was going to there was going to be a thirteen point turnaround, and they they mightn't make it out of the group at all. But then you know they go two points up. O'N Walsh taps over a free deep into injury time, and that free, you know, puts them into the semi-finals. puts them one point clear, and they're into the semi-finals. And their uh, coach uh, Barry O'Leary, who's actually Newmarket man himself, um. He was uh, fairly tough to be. have made it to the last four afterwards. Well, congratulations on making what, in the end, is the semi-final. And I suppose coming down here, you might have been looking over your shoulders a small bit, a new market. So to to make that leap forward shows the the thin line of progression in this championship. I think
2: it does. It just it pivots what this championship is about. It's a brilliant structure. Every way that they play is brilliant. Like I think I read um, I, I, someone did an article over the fifty-two teams playing this year, uh, this week. Part of five could qualify, like, and it just proves that they are at the very end, like, we were watching the market game, watching other results, we never realised that, like, insurance price at the very end, One well, it's is that all of a sudden, that got us into the semi-final, well, we hope, when, if the calculations are right, anyway, like, that's an added bonus, because the big team was to get a win here tonight, we're playing against a very organised, very well set-up, uh, it was Ross' team that I've seen him play twice this year, like, and, I must say, very, but, like, I think we were sloppy in the first half, we made a lot of mistakes, we know the has started to get ahead of us. We got lucky, then you know, grabbed a goal there, and you know we got a goal straight after half time, which kept us in the game. But I'm always saying it, Bloodyards, just Clyde spirit. We haven't shown it all year, but you could see there the last twenty minutes, the way they Clyde just took over in every position and their determination to win the ball, and you know, they're driving forward with it and just working for each other. And that's something I've written down in my notes. As well, it's the vintage Clyde performance. I thought in the second yeah, half. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I remember Clyde playing. The early not is two selectors that played to play midfield back then. Like you know, and they were they were hard to play against. Like they were tough men, and I thought, like. We are a fierce young team, outside there. I think we have there's about six under nineteens playing in that team. There, it's very young, and like this is all huge experience for them going forward, like you know. And like a win like that will boost them on because I think a lot of them play within themselves because they're nervous. They're still young, very young fellas, like you know. But like that, that, that win tonight would bring them on and get that belief into them.
0: I thought he struggled a bit at first uh, at midfield in the first half. We did. We were being trouble there. But yeah. I thought Conor Flanagan actually a huge influence in the game in the second half. Yeah. Getting yeah. on the ball, a, lot of, a couple of scores came off his, well, his we, passes we, and
2: switches there around. Like I Dave Welsh coming on like. Dave Welch did his hamstring, he's been out since May, he's only coming back, like, he made a huge difference in the midfield, like, he with the men there, like, he, he was on him, like, he's a great player, he's a huge loss to us all year, and he's just brilliant for getting back into the air, it makes a huge difference around the middle the field.
0: And what about having Big Dan at the edge of the square? Right? Oh, sure, it's great, Big Dan at
2: the edge of the square, well, it gives the forwards a bit of freedom that they can shoot, they can concentrate on their technique, and they can work the shot, and, you know, they're not shooting stupidly, and it, if it drops short, you have Big Dan inside there to cause a bit of problems. Yeah. And like he is like No it doesn't work all the time But like he's still a threat Inside there like you know And other teams have to watch him yeah. And
0: he's the football as well Inside
2: there He's the hands, yeah. He's a head in He's yeah. experienced experience And he's a good head in Like you know And he just Like he goes just after the Half time there He would no right to win that ball And he just got it lovely And he just turned And finished it beautifully Like to you know and uh, semi finals now, so have to be fairly exciting. Yeah, it's great to get to semi final. Um, yeah, look, <laughs> the main team we got to win today, Do you know, the main team was your, you get get, on to the, get over your group. That was the aim at the start, like, and look, we'll just regroup again, we'll see the quarter finals, we're going to see who we're going to be up against, and we'll just sit alone and get the boys ready again for that game.
0: As for Skip, I think they'll learn an awful lot from that game. I remember, like, two years ago, they made the last four competition. And last year, I saw them against Bandon in the opening round against Bandon scarty And, you know, they looked so in control that game. And Bandon just hit them with a late surge. And all of a sudden, they were on the back foot, you know. So I think they're a good team. And they've got Donny's, as I said, already next time out. And I think if they get over that, they they have the potential to be very dangerous in this competition. I think they have a few good players. So, you know, they're going to be there, thereabouts in the, the knockout stages. And afterwards, I had a quick chat with their uh, manager, Gene O'Donovan. Gene, it was a game. I you very much enjoyed and very competitive game? And even though you might be disappointed with the result, I think it's a game that you can take a lot out of. Absolutely, Daniel.
3: Yeah. Um, it was we led for a lot of it. You know, we, we started the first half very well. We started the second half fairly well, despite him getting a goal early in the in the second half. But um, yeah, very very disappointed to be honest with you, because like nobody knows how hard these fellas have worked to get where they are from where they were last year and people forget where they were this time last year they were in an awful place and now we're still in the county quarterfinals so you know we we, we'll we'll push it on again and hopefully we can get the the, we're missing two big players tonight we're missing our our, our key forward and our um center back but they're they're not excuses because we know we know exactly what cloy we're going to bring and i think one of the mistakes we made tonight as management was we you kind of gave them too much respect and um, we kind of tried to play their game and we're not physical enough for that you know we're a possession-based football team and unfortunately we didn't get enough possession tonight normally we have anywhere between 255 possessions to 335 a game we didn't get that tonight when i go back and look at the analysis i know i'm not going to get that so
0: uh, in saying that I thought she answered the, cl- the second cl- trade goal brilliantly, kicked the next four points, of Connecticut a good score, yeah. Kevin Davis good a good score. And I thought at that stage he looks set to win and, and the third even the third goal is kind of unlucky more than anything else. Like, yeah. and Brian Price makes a great save. And but they, they just seem to they seem to be drained at that
3: stage. And um when I came up here I, I've trained here before with, with uh, underage teams there, Rebelog. And um, and I know that hill, that hill makes an awful difference there. You know. We're losing nothing the first half.
0: And the big local Derby in the quarterfinals and, uh, against the Donnies. So I just
3: heard, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be playing that up at all, no, to be honest with you, I don't play Derby's. It's a football match, it's 15 against 15. Like our old coach in St. Scammering Longo, Dinny Kelly used to say, everyone in the men in have to put the jersey over their head. the camera over with all their legs. So I wouldn't be playing that one up at all. Uh, no. I
0: must say, uh, I love this little anecdote at the end there. I thought it was... Uh very insightful, actually. It was very good. Um, the other game of the group then was Newmarket versus Ireland, and again another one of those examples of a team fighting for their lives. This time, Ireland Rovers got the performance, and this time they got the win as well that keeps them safe, and it just stops the rot. Um, the perfect example of a backs to the wall performance. So, like, they were going into this weekend under a hell of a lot of pressure, and I just read an interview with Dermot Duggan in the Irish Examiner. And he was just going through like, stuff he wouldn't realise from the outside. You know, they've lost, he said, 10 or 11 players over the past couple of seasons. And they've so many guys living in Cork that they, they train in Ballinine on a Wednesday because it's halfway. And, you know, that's just a phenomenal commitment for guys. And for them to to, to maintain their status for another year, I think, is huge for them. It will give them great momentum. Um, Alan Holland, who wasn't meant to start, I think, uh, according to Dermot Duggan, anyway, and... Um, he kicked four points, and another big Dan, big Dan McOwen, kicked another few as well. So they kicked eight points between them, and that's a huge win for them. You know, it just keeps them. You know, it just keeps the show on the road for another year. And again, they're looking upwards instead of looking downwards coming into next season. Tough on Newmarket, then. You know, again, just as Clyde, were looking over their shoulders at Newmarket. Newmarket were probably looking towards Clyde, to saying, you know, maybe giving themselves a good shot of catching them and uh you know they were ahead in injury time um against Clyde, but it was big dan big dan Callan, i think kicked the winner for them you know and um oh sorry he kicked an equalizer in that game i should say and again it just shows the fine margins you know if they'd have held on for the, the win in that game it would, could be them going into the quarterfinals but as it is they're going to be playing bandon in the relegation game i see daniel colored he was missing for them i'm assuming he was injured and you know as much as anything else that kind of swing, maybe in that Clyde game in particular, just shows the the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune that are there in this championship. So, great weekend for Ireland, a disappointing one for Newmarket, you know, after winning a great county final last year um, against the head to an extension or you know, the way they finished. That with a really late burst. It was a great win for them. Uh, that brings us to Group C, and like, you have to talk about not agree here. Bottom of the table, missing Owen Mac Sweeney and John Fintan Daly coming into this game. You know, got caught with a late goal from Bishopstown last time out uh, you know turn around score 3-9 against uh, my into the quarterfinals like what a team what an absolute pleasure it has been to watch these guys over the past few years play lovely football our tiny little place it's just an incredible story you know uh, I remember uh, interviewing John Finton Daly after the Bishopstown game last year and he was asking where he was from and uh he was the he was uh, telling him that they burn hurlies up around that part of the country. So he's the you know the antithesis of the, the, the hurling snob. he's a football snob and he's a great character and has been a great servant of Cork football. And what he has done with not and Agree, I don't think will be appreciated for, for years up there. It's it's just an incredible achievement. Probably what got them out of the group in the end is that of the other teams in the group, Bishopstown and Fermoy, they got closest to St. Michaels. They only lost St. Michael's by three points in the opening night, and that score difference. Brought them through to the quarterfinals. They scored more and conceded less than for my ambitious and, and even though they were bottom going into the going into the weekend, I think that shows that they deserve their place in the quarterfinals. And again, the bit of momentum coming into that game against Geary, if they get uh, you know John Finton Daly Jr. and Ollie Sweeney back, I think that's a very intriguing game. For my it's disappointing, you know. Um, but like I suppose they're in the same kind of boat as Aero Newstown, Valley Rovers except they're going well in the hurling, you know, they, they're looking forward to a, a semi-final and that. So I wonder, was that in the back of their minds coming to this game as well? It's just hard to do it week on week too as well, but you know, they'll be playing senior football again next year and they'll be a match for anybody at that grade. Um, and finally, we'll talk about uh, Michaels and Bishopstown. Um, I watched the highlights when I came home last night and Michaels seemed to get great scores, you know, they're a really good team that play really good football. There's not much left to be said about them, I think. Um, you know they're a fabulous team, and their club doing so much right, both on and off the field. And I think they'll get the reward for that in the end. I see that their junior football team uh qualified for the city final as well at the weekend, where they're going to play Brian Dillon's. And there's a story in itself in that because uh Dillon's were thrown out of the league three months ago because they couldn't fulfil their fixtures. Uh, and they had no manager. And two minute, two months later, they're in a city semi-final one game away from uh, promotion. So that'd be a fascinating game. And I think they got a last-minute penalty to beat their old buddies from Mayfield. So, uh, yeah, anything can happen in football, as that shows. Uh, but, yeah, Michael's are, you know top seeds going into the last six, they know what they need to do. And uh, they're, they're favourites to win it, I think, you know. Uh, as for Bishopstown it was a better year for them, you know, because, you know, getting that win against Nottingham Green in the middle game Put them under put reduce the pressure on them um and i think to hold their grade for a couple of years is going to be apart from them, because they are they have good young talent coming through they have a very good premier one minor team this year that won the league and everything so if they can just hold hold tough for a couple of years they'll rejuvenate they'll rebuild and they you know hopefully be in a position to kick on then and uh, get out of it you know i get out of the the grade and um, so that leaves us with st michael's um, and Clyde Rovers in straight through to the semi-finals and then we've not agreed versus Baila Geary and O'Donovan and Rossa versus the Dhanies, uh in the other quarterfinals. Then we come to the Premier Intermediate Football uh, and in Group A, um, it's a real tough example, you know, three teams and four points and only two can go through to the quarterfinals and that tough luck on Nemo Rangers who did so well to win their first two games, particularly beating Killing the Matcher the first time out, and again, as I mentioned already, it was tough on them yesterday, having to play two games in Bandon, you know, and but I still think um you know the they lost by eighteen points to Evlera, and Evlera are a very good team. And I think they got a very good reaction after losing the last game to Kilimatra. Um it was gonna to be tough on them if they you know if they'd lost that game by three or four points, they'd, they'd have been into the quarterfinals, they'd have been okay. But, you know, sometimes and they were six down playing with the wind. But Yves Leary got a couple of goals, and that's one thing that they've shown over the past couple of years is that they can score lots of goals. You know, they've called Vaughn up for front the two Joneses, and they found that goal going to touch again yesterday, and it just seemed to suck the life out of Nemo. So they're, you know, Evely are a team that are going places, and they're going to play Rock Chapel in the quarterfinals, and um, you know that's going to be interesting. It's the last two uh, Intermediate A champion, champions coming up against one another, so that'll be an interesting game. Uh, as for Nemo, look even just stand back from everything, you know, what they do as a club is incredible. You know, to, to be so competitive with their second team at premier intermediate level is, is 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 brilliant, you know, and they play junior A, they play junior B, they play junior C. Nemo will just keep on trucking, uh no matter what happens. And the other game in the group, uh, Kilimato, I suppose are a bit like Michaels, a team that a lot of is uh, a lot is is expected of and, you know, people's picks to, to win the championship year after year. They did a very professional job beating Vincent's, you know. Mihara Dasuna kick 2-5 again and they're going to be playing Ahda in the quarterfinals. And as I said after they came back and beat Eve Leary, I think that could turn out to be a pivotal game for them as the year goes on. Time will tell if that's correct. But you know, they're going to go into the last uh into the knockout stages, um, I fancy themselves to go all the way. Um tough and Vincent's and it's a bad weekend for football in the north side of Cork City in general, and, and the Pearshi last as well. And Saint Nick's got relegated as well in the, from the Intermediate A. Um, they've been hanging in there for the past few years. You know, um, they're going to be playing Naval Bond. No, that was a very close game two years ago over over in um, Cladovo when they played. Um, they'd be looking for a performance that day, but you know they've been hanging in there for the past few years. But uh, you see, Paddy O'Shea's still playing a goal from the. He's been some servant for them, but they're going to be under pressure, um, to hold their status for another year. Uh, in Group B then, uh, Bantry have shown incredible bounce back ability so far after getting relegated last year um they scored a late goal against a in the first round and that's turned out to be a real catalyst for them they've scored three goals against Caston bear the last time out to get a win and they scored two again yesterday and that ability to score goals is going to be very important for them in the knockout stages They're top seeds they're straight into the semi-final and they're looking to hop straight back up the scenery football as for the shake you know, they put in a really good fight there. yesterday. there's only three points in it at the end. Um, They held their own. They hold their grade. And they've got a, just a massive game next weekend against Charnel then in the Premier Senior hurling, In the other game of the group, it was Ahada versus Castellan Bear. Two very well-matched teams. Uh, saw them play a couple of years ago. Out in Kilmurray too. It was a very entertaining game. You have to talk about Pierce O'Neill here. You know, what a servant. Came on and kicked the lead point in injury time for Ada, and, uh And they got the win they needed. And as I said, they'll be playing Kilimatra in the last game. Castletown, Justin just in limbo, holder styles for the year, but I do think they're they're growing. But you know they they won that um, schools uh, All Ireland at D level last year. You know the Fintan Finn and Gary Murphy. I do think they have a few good young players coming through. So if they can keep them together, uh, they might be in a position to push on next season. Uh for in the other green group C, then it was Cantor versus McCroom. Um. You know, uh McCroom pushed the uh, Kenturk all the way and just came up just short in the end. Um and they actually had a better scoring difference than Rock Chapel, so if they had managed to get the the win data data qualified, uh they were down by one twelve to seven points a few minutes ago and they just or with fifteen minutes to go and they just gave themselves too much to do. I think Sean Cody kicked four points or four points from I should say. He's always been a very good player, uh, for, for McCroom. As for Kenturk, you know, they've got incredible potential, you know, with their Status maintained in the hurling, they've nothing else to focus on, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can fulfill, fulfill that potential in knockout stages. So, the, the knockout stages this championship are going to be very interesting. Some very heavy hitters Bantry, Kilimatra, Eve Leary, uh, and Kenturk, and Rock Chapel, of course. And the Rock beat Naval Bond by 111 to 7 points. I see Mikey uh, or Mickey McAuliffe again hit 1 3. I'm really looking forward to seeing this guy play. Um, haven't got a chance to see him yet. Um but, you know, they're tough contenders, The Rock, and they won't fear Eve Leary, and that'll be an interesting game as well. Neva Bond had a very good year last year, won't to forget this year, and they've won more game to maintain their status. Is a big game for them. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, you know, again, thanks to uh, everyone who was writing reports for the Irish Examiner, the Evening Echo, and, and who was reporting for C103 over the weekend. To There's to so much information to, out there to go through to try and put a, a review show like this together. And as I said at the start of the game, it's um, all knockout from here. So there's a different type of drama ahead of us. We're going to have penalty shootouts. We're going to have extra time. time. Uh, The drama is going to only increase and be of a different nature from here to the end of the year. Um, I'll be back on Thursday with a hurling preview uh, of the quarterfinals weekend uh, with a guest, uh, hopefully. And I should carry that through this week as well. I think I have it set up. So yeah, thanks again for listening. It's been an incredible couple of weeks. And uh, a more incredible few weeks to come ahead of us. So, thanks for listening again. Uh, Slan August Tourera.